Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome one and all to episode 82 of The Sportive, the hardest working podcast in the business. I'm your host, that's Brent. Just, that's definitively not true. I just want to point that out. It's it's funny because it's not true. Yeah. The most accurate predictors in the business. That is that is true. Okay. Okay. Funny as fuck. <laughs> Impossibly good looking. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Well-spoken, articulate, uh, respectful, all of that. Um, yep. I'm your host, Brandon. Uh, tuning in today is uh, John. Hi, John. Hey, how's it going? And Stu. Hi, Stu. Clarence Swamptown is a wiener. That'll wrap it I up. Was told, I was given a dollar to um, pass that message along this <laughs> evening. Ooh, so, another sponsored slur. From, Those were uh, our favorites for a while. Drop Shot Bob on Twitter. Um, area ice fishing enthusiast um, wants me to relay that message to Clarence Swamptown. Well, Does Bob have his house out already? Does he have the fish house out already? No, he does not. I believe that's it's usually after Thanksgiving. I think with the early winter this year, though, I think he may be close to doing so. Getting... And he has invited us to record our Christmas episode in a fish house. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't accept because I had to run it past, you know, you civilian cosmopolitan folks. I really uh, love that idea so very I do too. It seems like such a, I mean, there are, might... fatalities aren't usually a thing that I anticipate with our podcast, but it might be die we do it in a fish house. Yeah. A fish house might be the only structure in the world that has worse acoustics than Aaron Gleeman's old basement. <laughs> I thought we had hit rock bottom, but there's so no. much farther to go. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Always farther to go. I mean, it's not an actual killing floor like Gleeman's basement. <laughs> other, other than that, yeah. But we do have, we do have a standing invite for the Christmas episode and really any time. So yep. Good it to is hear. a Christmas tradition that we have to wash the blood off the floor before we can record. So yeah, why not true. do it again? Well, thank Very you true. for the uh, the patronage, Bob. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Bob. Stuart, you haven't spent that money, right? We have to put that into the coffers so we can write it off at the end of the year. Oh, There's I see it. Dollar. I'm witnessing the dollar bill. That's fantastic. There you go, IRS, probably listening to us. Uh, okay, um, we are going to talk uh, Vikings, Wolves, Wild, who the hell else knows what else. Um, was that a sentence? Yes. Sure, close enough. Um, big breaking news for the Vikings. They have signed a terrible running back to their roster just tonight. I don't know if you saw that. 
a guy who was uh, not good enough for Cle- for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> is now the best running back that the Vikings have on their roster. Um, well, it didn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Asiata is in the concussion um, protocol right now. And I think McKinnon tweaked his back, so they almost had to sign somebody. Oh, okay. He is the he is probably the best running back on the roster still. I mean, McKinnon may end up being something, but he ain't that quite yet. Yep. And uh, Asiata is just, he's like the homeless man's Leroy Horde. He is terrible. He's bad at his job. Ben yeah, Tate is uh, injured usually about 75% of the time. Yep. He averages two and a half yards carry and just got beat out by two rookies. Uh, and dropped after being a um, pretty decent free agent signing for those guys. So, uh, boy, what a time to be alive, huh, fellas? <laughs> Hurry to the waiver wire in your fantasy league. We bet Ben Tate is still available. Yeah. Well, I think people are here are desperate homers, so I'm guessing he's probably not available anywhere. Um, <laughs> that's just the way it is. That's the way it goes. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything more to say about that. He's bad. Um, the Vikings are bad and we're, um, you, why don't you just decide, uh, who to blame this on compared to who you think is the incompetent, most incompetent within well, the Vikings organization. Really That's our new do, point of view. Before we, do that, before we do that, I want to point out that John and I both correctly predicted the Bears would win this game last week. Yes, we did. We which made a correct is, prediction about a sporting event, which never happens. It was not a, it was not a hard thing to predict. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd. But I mean, I'd the bandwagon was full of Vikings, you know, positivity, and um, John and I saw it clearly. We saw it correctly. We saw, we saw the train coming. I we do got remember, out of the. <laughs> I yeah. do remember the bandwagon being full of positivity, but I can't remember why. Why were we all positive going because into everybody season? watched the Bears get their lights, you know knocked out by the Packers, and they saw the Vikings had a two-game winning streak against really bad teams, and then a bye week. It's a thing that we call momentum in the business, fellas. Yeah. So, I like momentum. To call it the big mo. The word I keep coming back to is cohesiveness. Yeah. Um, okay, so so you saw that one coming, as we all did. Um, yes. We are... We are cynical, but also, as mentioned, the most accurate podcast in the business. Um, mm-hmm. So we got that right. Easy. Simple. Okay, so yeah. let me hear your uh, – Stu, let's start with you. Go a little round robin here. What do you got going this this Sunday? What's going to happen? Uh, Green Bay will win by 50. Green Bay by 50. We all, we all know Green Bay is going to win. I want predictions on yes. how many points Green Bay is going to score. Uh, 59 to 7 is going to be my final. Oh, <laughs> That's warm. That's a warm take. That that is warm. I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm trying. My question is: How many touchdown passes will be by Rogers, and how many will be by Money Matt Flynn? <laughs> my guy, Money Matt, is gonna get. He's gonna get in the game. I think we've got that figured out. Yeah. Okay. Fifty nine to seven. Are, the Packers are November's champions. They're gonna just be great through roughly the first week of December, and then they'll, they'll collapse. Well done, and I can. We can talk trash about them. It's going to be okay, Vikings fans. Your ILS will, series is... They will figure out a way to screw this up. I mean, Rodgers is the best quarterback on planet Earth, but they'll figure out a way to screw it up. Don't worry about it, okay, guys? Do you still have there. it in your heart to hate Aaron Rodgers? I mean, do you hate him more than anything, or is it just like... Is oh, no, now... I just like to troll people. I love trolling people from Ashwaubenon, it's basically. Who doesn't? Just, it's fun. It's America's it's pastime. Yes, yeah, I don't find myself hating him um, at all. I used to hate Brett Favre. I'm not sure if I'm just older and less 
into sports and so I can just sort of appreciate it. But I'm just the only feeling I have when I watch him is um, awe and uh, yep. uh, pure seething jealousy. Pretty much. That that emotion can easily be translated into hate, though. I know. I'm wondering it's if maybe that's the step. same. But Favre was uh, was it's legitimately an step. annoying person, right? Like, yeah, Favre was very hateable. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is just a little bit different. Bad husband, and you know, just he had all that other stuff going on too. Tiny so. dong. Uh, like he wore Crocs everywhere. Uh, yeah, total asshole. I didn't like him, but but Rogers Doing commercials for grooming products now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but Rogers is just a uh, uh, God. Fucking Wisconsinites get to cheer for him for how many well, more years? Is not a very good actress. Maybe that's something you can, you know, hate him about. It's, you know? you really, just, really got to squint to see that silver lining. New. This <laughs> yeah, room is just a terrible television. That's just, you know, okay, like C grade Sorkin, but that's neither here nor there. Gross. Do you think? Um, I don't actually watch the newsroom um, because I feel like Aaron Sorkin is like one of the most obnoxious um, writers in the world. Is that right. justified? Yes, justified entirely. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I think it's just uh, jerk off material for uh, whiny liberals. What do you think about that? Also correct. <laughs> I didn't make. That. I didn't mean to sound no, so okay. Rush Limbaugh like there. <laughs> oh no, I think liberals. I think liberals agree with that. That was like, also a semi-warmish take, I would say. <laughs> you know, if that if that take was a cup of coffee, you'd put it down for a minute. Yeah, you need to cool her down, cool it off. Yep. Maybe put in the, maybe add an ice cube to it. No, I'm not sure you'd go ice cube, but you're definitely gonna want yeah. to not drink that. Clarence is not gonna believe that. He's not gonna believe that me and Brandon are taking Aaron Sorkin deep while he's not here. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you're know. gonna be just poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor guy save a couple for poor next guy. episode Clarence I'll be happy to join yeah. in with you a second time around for that uh, we'll be, stupid we'll be the hell out of David Souter's record on the Supreme Court or something for him yeah there we go there we go that's great um, okay so you got 59 to 7 money Matt coming in and uh, being just as good as, as Aaron Rodgers as he's always been uh, underappreciated um, better better he's been better yeah, um better. Better and more affordable. Yep, yeah. uh, that's that's cool. I like that prediction, Jonathan. What do you have? I have Packers forty nine, Viking six, and I think the hilarious part will be the Packers scoring on the opening drive, then the Vikings kicking a field goal. Like that's going to do anything. Mm-hmm. If the the Vikings, there's no reason the Vikings shouldn't go for every fourth down and onside kick every time they have to kick off yep. in this game. You might as well just the field position game is not going to work. Unless a freak snowstorm comes up and it's three degrees at kickoff and there's snow everywhere, there like is snow in the forecast this weekend. So that there, could yeah, happen. Not that, yeah. not that type of snow, but there is snow in the forecast for Sunday, right. which would be good. It's because it's more fun to watch a snow game on TV. It is kind of fun, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Totally. Yep. Because we're not the ones doing it. So random. What do we got here? Did I watch the Ohio State game? Yes, we talked about that. And was it fun to watch because it was a snow game? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was miserably cold. It was also fun to watch because the Gophers were competitive in a game that they were playing a team that was much more talented than them. But we discussed this already. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you were recording. Thank you for getting we had the bonus episode. I apologize. Ah, the bonus episode. Yes. Ah, the bonus episode. Great work. 
Brandon, what's your prediction? Well, to me, um, you know my feelings on football. It's mostly just um, blind, dumb luck. So um, obvi- all signs are pointing to the, the Packers are about as hot as uh, an offense has been in I don't know how long. Um, they scored like 35 points before halftime most of the season. So they're unbelievable. The Vikings mm-hmm. are terrible. All signs are pointing yep. to, uh, like you said, like a 45-point loss. I think there might be a little bit of insanity, uh, um, think weird things to keep it close. I'm going to say it's going to be 27-13 Packers. So oh. still- okay. Yeah. So even me, I'm trying to be as charitable as possible. I still think they're going to okay. lose by 14 points. Yeah, I could see, I could see the Vikings defense, you know, at least making it close for a half, but then just getting exhausted from the three and outs and just, you know, trying to keep Rodgers in check and just not being able to do it for a full, you know, 60 minutes. I could see that happening, but I just, I just think that it's gone kind of south over there at Winter Park, and it's just going to be ugly, in my. opinion. Opinion. They're not exactly firing on all cylinders right now. I could be wrong this week, so diehards, maybe, maybe there's hope, but I doubt it. So, Stu, you're kind of in a bind here on your ten and six prediction, aren't you? It's a tough one for you. It is not a tough one. It's just uh, the the hubris of me picking them to go to the playoffs is going to get uh, exposed by the Green Bay Packers, the team that I dislike the most. So that's great. We'll, all, you know. we'll always have week week sixteen of the twenty twelve season or whatever that we was. We always will. We always will. Just watching watching Adrian Peterson, who we have nothing you know bad to think about anymore. Uh, Just uh, fond memories. Was that really one and a half years ago? One and a half years ago that game. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Two. Yep. Oh, I know. Do you remember? So, so, oh, I do. I do. It was great. Do you remember what it was like to feel? So happy. I do. I Man, do. At least, you know, with baseball teams, more often than not, unless everybody gets hurt like the Twins did in 2010, at least there's somewhat of a slow decline. Or it's like, okay, this guy's losing it. This guy's losing it. We lost that guy. Mm-hmm. It's not just total from a playoff team to absolutely the bottom of the heap, unless everybody gets hurt a la Texas this year where – Literally, the whole team ended up on the disabled list. Yeah. I mean, Christian Ponder led a team to four straight must-have wins and into the playoffs. Christian Ponder, the worst quarterback in the world. (laughs) Uh, No talent, so frustrating. I mean, God, I do not miss him at all. But that was what a a glorious November and December, probably, um, that was. It's just another – it's another example – of uh, football is such a. Yeah, that's a, why again. That's why your prediction of the game being sort of close on Sunday stands to reason. I mean, it could happen. It's just, the same reason you you, know, you said ten and six. Weird shit happens. It's a dumb exactly. sport. Exactly. You we would have laughed our asses off at the start of that year or any moment in that year if you would have been like, no, I still think they're going to go ten and six and make we the laughed playoffs. At Ra- Michael Rand picked them to go ten and six that year. We laughed at him. We that laughed at him. That in his face repeatedly. Yep. Yeah, that's how that works. Ugh. Pickles. Okay, now, so they're going to lose by somewhere between uh, 
14 and 52 50. points. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the range. That's why we're so good at uh, predictions. That is why we're so good at predictions. <laughs> They're going to lose, and they might lose by two. They might lose by 97. And parentheses, but it's a crapshoot, so who the hell knows? Yep. And we pointed that <laughs> well, out beforehand. Well, anything can happen on any given Sunday. So. <laughs> then the next week, we were right. We were right again. They lost by 92. Hardest working podcast in the biz. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I make fun of us, but this is our third episode in a week. Maybe, we are, the, maybe we are the hardest working podcast in the business. Yep. I don't yep. see Gleeman and the Geek doing three podcasts in a week. All right, the rivalry's back on. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got a few things on their side, like listeners and facts, but we've got... What did we have again? I can't remember where I was going with that. Uh, our predictions. We've got our predictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. uh, delusion. And yep. um, I think we probably drink more. They drink a fair amount as well. Um, maybe we drink more. But I don't think we can uh, stand up to the No Juice podcast. It sounds like they drink a lot. So maybe they They are. drink there. a lot. They're just horrible. Maybe we should move on to like some people. hardcore illicit drugs just to have something. <laughs> Hey, what kind of heroin you guys shooting tonight? Well, well you, know, have to go, you have to go to the No Juice podcast guys to get it, though. That's the whole thing. Parker and Dan are like the, the only source for that stuff. You know, you hear about a guy who sells it out in the West Metro, and you go out there, you climb out of your car, and Parker's there. Parker, what are you doing here? Smashes a cruise light on his forehead. Oh, um. Do either of you have a, um, an opinion about the AP suspension at all? He's done for the year now. Um, seemed to be mildly shocking for most people because they thought now that it's been settled in the court, uh, a fair amount of suspension um, has already um, been undergone, obviously. It seemed to me that the uh, the winds were blowing in the direction of him uh, returning um, to the team. I, I haven't been paying a ton of attention um, I'm a little bit out of it, just um, just in general, um, um, regarding the news and all that sort of stuff. So, was this was this surprising to you guys at all, or um, was this what we expected? I think the main takeaway of the whole thing is that whoever was negotiating the collective bargaining agreement on behalf of the NFL Players Association has never, not only never been to law school, but probably never actually negotiated anything in their life. If yeah. whoever negotiated that deal for the Players Association was trying to buy scalp tickets, they'd be like, um, so these seats are in the front row? No, they're in the front row of the fourth deck. Alright, since there's a big market for these, I'm going to give you four times what you're asking, because I want to make sure to get them. Okay, that's confusing and terrible for you, but that's okay. Right. How could they? How could you give the commissioner unlimited, unfettered power to do whatever he wants to suspend the people in the union? That's why you have a union, so that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like that Seinfeld thing where the they he asks for a reservation, like, "Oh, we have your reservation, but we don't have a car available for you." He's like, "Well, you don't know how to take a reservation," and they're like, "Oh no, we had to take a reservation." He's like, "No, but you don't know what a reservation means." Clearly, yeah. It's like, yeah, you have a union. But you don't really have a union if this is what your union is. This is not what a union is supposed to be. No. 
that's okay. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I don't know if you read it. And again, I hate to be so hot takey after that uh, liberals thing that I already yep. went into. Um, um, Phil Mackey wrote a column on ESPN 1500, whatever that website um, is, um, about the about the case and about the um, the uh, what happened with AP. Did either of you get a chance to read that or skim through it? Or I didn't. I'd like to hear you tell me about it, though. Um, Mackey's point was, uh, yeah, it's pr- he, the commissioner probably overstepped his bounds. Um, but anybody his, his I think the title of the article was Adrian Peterson is not a victim. So right away, just beating the hell out of a straw man, right? Just beating the shit out of this thing, <laughs> which obviously everybody knows. No one on earth thinks he's the victim. No. Nobody. Um, uh, if you read the com- um, I read the comments to his article. Yeah, people think AP. There are people who think. He's <laughs> of course, yes, there are Never people. Never underestimate Vikings fans in general. Well, Correct. I'm trying they to specific Vikings fans. Specific Vikings fans can be very wise, but if you take the great math of Vikings fans, there's always someone farther down the ladder than you think is possible. Of course. It's the same. I don't even think you need to be that. That's not even Vikings fans. That's just human beings in general. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people who think Bush was responsible for 9-11. I mean, lots of people think that. <laughs> yeah, not just three or four. <laughs> we are subtweeting Clarence so hard right now. <laughs> Clarence is one of them, by the way. He's the one who started that truth or movement, just so you know. Um, no, not really. Um, but anyway, so that's what his point was. Adrian Peterson is not a victim. And he's like, sure, the commissioner may have overstepped his bounds and yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. If you don't want to end up on his list, just don't be kids. Just don't be kids and you don't have to worry about it. Which to me, I just thought was um, it, the most, one of the most idiotic columns I've read um, in a long time. I mean, first off, uh, it, that's uh, an embarrassing um, take because it's so obvious. And it's just this cheap pandering for like moral points to me right hey i'm sorry guys i'm just against child abuse sorry it's just the way i am um which i think is silly um yep, it's silly um and i also think uh that he basically has just been played like a fiddle by the nfl like this is exactly the the um response that they want people to to not think too hard about the abuse of power that these guys have or that Goodell continues to be um, um, a fucking clown. Um, it's really just, it's because the they have this thing set up where it's like, if you disagree with the NFL, then you kind of are on the side of the child abuser, right? Yep. Um, and I just feel like if we all think about it for more than 10 seconds, we should be able to have an adult conversation that's like, yeah, we're obviously against Adrian Peterson, but let's have the conversation that's actually relevant here regarding uh, punishments and suspensions and that sort of thing, right? Uh, you, John, immediately went to, I think, a really good point and something to think about is the the, uh, the CBA and the union and all that sort of stuff. So to take instead of taking the 10 seconds to get there and have an adult conversation, to go five seconds in and either actually think that what we're talking about is Adrian Peterson is a victim or know that there's about eight people on the planet who think that and just rile those guys up. Um, it's trolling or it's naive or it's like a moral high horse. And I don't think any of it is a good look. And it just struck me as uh, being, uh, it was really, really, really an annoying thing to read. 
And again, you can't you can't like argue There's, again. You know what I mean? Like you can't win to even uh, start mixing it up with him and ask him like, dude, what in the world are you thinking with this? Um, so I don't know. It was just it was to me a frustrating thing to read. It doesn't need to be said, and the problem is that it keeps being said because people. For some reason, people feel the need to mention that they are against child abuse. <laughs> yes. yes. Listen, we know no intelligent person, if you say anything about how Adrian Peterson was treated unjustly, no intelligent person thinks that you are supporting Adrian Peterson beating his child. Yeah, There's, I know. Let's nobody have... thinks that, but people, people have to start with, well, just so you know, I am not in favor of stuffing leaves in a four-year-old's mouth and beating him and leaving marks and hitting him in the balls. Right. I'm not in favor of that, but you don't need to say that part. But my boss, Wade, says... No, <laughs> but Wade says that's part of the first week on the job, so what can I do? I went to St. Olaf, so I know these things a little more than you do, sir. <laughs> I wonder if he ever ran into Professor Clarence while he was down there. That would be pretty funny if he did. Yep. Talking about, like, you know... Moby Dick, Red Badge of Courage—you know, just the classics. <laughs> well, I—I <laughs> I would imagine that the classics department at Saint Olaf gets a little past the fifth grade English literature reading list, but yeah, I right. doubt it. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. all Red Badge of Courage there. <laughs> big, big Stephen Crane fans there down in Northfield. This is your reminder that Stu went to Saint Cloud State. Yep. Okay, that's the end of my hot take. Right, so are you against child abuse? Have we? That, I don't think we talked enough about whether you're for or against child abuse. I'm I'm um, particularly in favor of the leaves in the mouth. That's what I'm specifically into. <laughs> will your Will your opinion change when you have two kids very soon? Yeah, I'll I'll still be for leaves in the mouth. Okay. No, no she is she getting induced on Monday? Induced so on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So right now yeah, it seems to. it seems like uh um the way life should go is this weekend we clean up, we prep, we get the car seats in, relax, whatever. Monday morning, wake up, 7:30, check in. Uh I don't know, she's in labor for X amount of time, probably has the baby Monday evening, uh afternoon, something like that. Um stay there Monday night, come home Tuesday night or Wednesday morning feel okay, go actually have a Thanksgiving. So that is how it could go, but um, it obviously is not going to go that way. So I'm already trying to play out the scenarios of how is this going to turn into a disaster, even though everything's set up to be working out perfectly. So it's either she's going to go into labor um, too soon that we're not expecting it this weekend, uh, or she is going to be in labor when they induce her for like four days. Which is also is going to be. Can that fun. happen? <laughs> no. Yes. It, it. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I think I mentioned oh. this. My wife was in. My wife was in labor for fifty-one hours with our first. Oh. Yeah, oh. dude. It sucks because you just sit there and listen to her like be in pain, and you're like, uh, "There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's just nothing. You, nothing. It is just helpless. You're just helpless. So you can't Guys, like. Can, you can't we leave. We can never put this podcast on the internet. Because my wife might hear it. Yeah. Who, who, who might hear it? My wife. <laughs> nice. Thank. That a boy. Way to get, welcome. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, 
No, John, it's uh, people keep having kids, though, man. I mean, it's annoying, but people keep having them, so it's all yeah. worth it. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's more of an awkward situation as a guy because, like, it's like she, you're not really helping at all, but you need to be there and just have to kind of be there to be annoying. That's yep. what your role is at that point. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. It's it's going to be a fun day when it actually happens. I'm also thinking that there's going to be some sort of weird, like, 18-inch snowstorm on Monday. Um, and it takes, like, we're, like, three miles from the hospital. It takes us, like, half the day to get there. So we'll see what happens. But um, for now, that's, uh, yeah, my my final podcast be- before having a uh, a litter of children. More than one. Mm-hmm. Bringing our total up to you'll have two and Stu will have two and Clarence has 19, so that's 23. Old Mother 23 Hubbard. Yeah. Podcast. yeah, yeah. Clarence Duggar. Yeah, exactly. No, it'll be good. It's fun. Kids are kids are fun. People don't... I think it's... I don't know if it's just uh, natural to, to talk about the annoying times just because it's not really that interesting to be like, I love them so much. People uh, like to complain. Yeah, they just like to complain. Um... Um, hey John. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And do you want to reveal the name before the before the child is born? I would love to, except that I uh, don't know the name right now. Oh. My wife refuses to choose, so we've we've Ooh. got it we've got it narrowed down to um a, a couple two three um. So we'll see where we land on it. And it's your wife's. Your wife's decision to choose? Um, yeah, for the most... I mean, I'm fine with any of them. I feel mm-hmm. strongly about... I, I do definitely like one more than the others, but I don't want to like badger her into choosing that name if she doesn't like it. So basically, like my vote has been placed. Um, okay. So she can just... Hopefully, hopefully she gets there and she's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I'm hoping. Just wear her down. I mean, that's how I got married to her. You know? That's a big, <laughs> important strategy. Um to, uh, and to do. On behalf of Clarence, how many of the name combinations involve the name Clarence? Let's see here. One, two, three, four, zero. Zero. Okay. I he'll be broken up to hear that, but I think he'll probably get over it. I will not be invoking his fake or real name with the uh, with my son. No. I will not be bringing him into the. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of people first name Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Dayton Broxy. <laughs> oh shoot! I I should have I should have bleeped that out. Oh, now the cat's that. out of the bag. Really Clarence's real name is oh, Mark God. Dayton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you had a good run. You had a re- good run on anonymity, Clarence. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. So that's that. Um, should we move on? Are we done with Are we done with the pigskin talk? I think so. Okay. Good. Uh, Timberwolves won tonight. Timberwolves won three and seven now. Um, still fairly hopeless, but um, there's never you're never out of hope when you're playing the New York Knicks. That's what I've found. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. You're the uh, you're the hoops guy here. I'd like to call you that. Uh, Thank you. This Knicks team. This Knicks team beat the Cavs, right? Did they? Probably. The Cavs are pretty I shitty right now. Yeah, but the Cavs have uh, Kevin Love and LeBron James and like Bill Lambeer and. Yep, that checks out. People. Yep, Kyle Irving so, and uh, Kevin Love and Larry James. So it's, all those it's, more, it's more of a weird win than an impressive win, I think, is what I'm 
The Knicks versus the Cavs. Sustainable thing. It's just a thing that happened. No, the Knicks are brutal. They are absolutely hopeless. Um, They are. The Mon Trumper tear is really good. God, that's got to be a good six inches. Flat top kid and play thing. It's really impressive. They can build on that. Yes, they can. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're a bad team. They're going to be bad for a very long time. you know and what else is not, incredible? Yeah. The other night when the Wolves gave up 130 points in a game in 80 and a half. <laughs> they gave up 80 points in one half of basketball. To, the, to our pals. Yeah, that was tough, man. Um, uh, and uh, our guy, Britt Robson, best uh, best Wolves writer out there, um, really let him have it, too. Called him a disgrace. He doesn't pull that word out very often. Um, he's, he's more temperate about his uh, basketball analysis than others, but yeah, he he let them have it. Yeah, and they and they deserved it too. So it's a it's a weird team. Um, I obviously don't really, uh, I don't know what to think about them, man. I mean, they're like my key to getting through the winter is watching them, and especially the young guys. And they have interesting pieces, but um, man, they are so reliant on Rubio. It's it's incredible how uh, how important he is. And it's a real feather in the cap for the uh, for the people who think that that uh, stats don't really matter as much in basketball or eye test or that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, if you look at some of the the more advanced analytics, Rubio um, on the court, off the court numbers have always been sky high. But if you look at like his basic numbers, field goal percentage and points per game and all that stuff, you're like, ugh, dude, I don't know. If you're a casual fan, I could totally understand you looking at that um, contract that he got, being like, wow, that's fucking insane. That's an insane contract for him, but um, he's worth every penny, every single penny, and more. I mean, we talked about it in a previous podcast. Uh, um, Zach Harper, another great writer, called it idiot proof um, because the salary cap's going to be um, going high in the future, uh, and enter the wolves, and you need to hold on to good players as much as you can. So, mm-hmm. um, so that makes that it is an excellent point, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, he is, he's been, it was only what, five games or something he played, but he looked great and he's so important to this team. Um, and I don't think there's another position on the floor that compares to a, to a point guard in terms of, um, their ability to affect the game without scoring. I mean, that's the most obvious point in the world. So, um, and to expand on, um, for the, and for the anti stat people, uh-huh. he's a, clearly a great teammate. Everybody loves him. Yes, that's that's worth pointing out too. I yeah, mean, exactly. And there's a reason. And it's not just because he's like uh, you the know. most beautiful brown-eyed person ever. For oh, one. so gorgeous! Jesus, you get lost in those things. Oh my god. Anyway, but yeah, um, and also the, the the stats just bear out what you can tell with your eyes watching a team without him is that he's just entirely necessary, and every penny they spent on him was worth it. So we talk, We have been talking for a long time that the only hope we have, uh, we have three things to be thankful for as Minnesota sports fans or that are really going to carry us into not hating all sports. Um, number one, Teddy Bridgewater. Number two, Andrew Wiggins. Number three, a hopeful scandal to get one of our uh, idiotic, uh, at least three owners um, uh, to sell, right? So those are the only three things that we really have going for us right now. Well, um, I don't know. 
You know, that third one is extremely unlikely, because Ziggy Wolf got convicted in federal court of racketeering, and he still owns the Vikings. <laughs> uh, yeah, mafia-like activities, or whatever it was called. Yeah, so I don't know what else yes. he can do. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. I didn't say that any of these were likely, um, but they're all, the only things that we really... Uh, oh, beer break for Stu. Um, that <laughs> I think I just threw his headphones down and yelled, beer! Beer! Uh, I like that. I'm going to start doing that just wherever I go. Beer. Beer. Um, he's into the whole brevity thing, which is nice. Yep. Um, I think that now that Ricky has signed this contract and looks, um, I mean, again, it's just five games, but he looks, he's always been pretty good. Um, I think, <laughs> I think we might, uh, need to add him to our list of things to be hopeful for. So I think we may have four. Um, Wait, he wasn't on the list before? No, no. It was always I mean, just those he's three. One of the things that always makes me happy. He does, but I think that he was always just like a, he's a he's a he's a good player, you know, like he's a, mm-hmm. um, not a game changer, and that's true. But I also think that he's really really important to um, to a successful team. So, and now that and, and it also helps that he's now locked up for. So we've got four years uh, or more of uh, Ricky and Wiggins together, which is pretty fucking cool, which is fun. Yeah. I know that obviously Flip is going to ruin it all, um, and and I know that you know that I think that. Yep, <laughs> I'm not breaking any news here, um, but um, you know, at some point they are who they are, and they are they are the people that are actually on the court. So um, there's a limit to how much he can fuck them up. I hope. Um, and I think hopeful. we have I think we have other things to be hopeful hopeful for as well. Yeah, I know you're not a hockey guy, but the Wild have a number number of good young players to be hopeful for. The Gopher football team seems well, to be they never play the right them. Direction. They never play them when it's important. Well, I have. They're all done in critical. Iowa. I have been very critical of their decision to keep the same tired first power play unit together, but who knows? Maybe well, they have the type of success they've had early on with the power play. You want to keep that together, right? <laughs> Once once you go two for fifty two on the power play, you got to start thinking. You know, we got to keep this unit together until they start clicking because it's just right around the corner. Azar. When you played one quarter of the season already and it's not working, you're gonna want to probably give that thing some time and see if it's gonna work out. You can only go up from there. Yeah. But anyway, that aside, I think that's they they have some hopeful players there. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah, and and the Gopher football has been looking good, and uh, Richard Pitino looks like he's pretty solid. But I don't see right now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, 
Like they're going to be like, uh, shut down, uh, work for half a day because they're in the, you know what I mean? Like I need, uh, really something to, to root for, for, uh, this to be like a sort of transcendent, uh, thing like a Randy Moss type. Um, yep. I see what you mean. Yeah. So those right now are, are really all we've got and we didn't get into it, but I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still very emotional about, about our guy, Teddy. Um, so so we need a we need a few things. So I think to counteract Teddy being a little a little uh, hand wavy, nope. you know, a little wishy washy. He's he, young. He yeah, is young. young. He is young. But guys usually look. He he hasn't nope, don't looked. Don't give me that. Don't give me that wishy washy hand. Too okay. early. Okay. We believe enough. in Teddy. I do believe in Teddy. I am not saying at all that I don't believe in Teddy. I definitely definitely do. Um, just not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do. I believe in him. He's young. Yep. You believe Zero. in Teddy. Yes, in Teddy we believe. It feels um, good. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Ricky should be there. I think he's a uh, he's a great player, and hopefully, uh, um, he can come back from this injury. I believe in Ricky. I believe in Ricky. He'll be fine. Um, he can do anything. There's also a pretty decent draft class coming up, um, so maybe they'll have another piece coming out of the draft, and then that'll be just who they roll with. That'd be great. Yep. Speaking of draft class, right now I think. With with that win, the Wolves might have moved out of the second worst team in the league spot. I'm pretty sure they're the second worst team in the league. Uh, it's the Sixers and the Lakers are oh, for sure yep, worse. The Lakers. Lakers were one and nine, I think. So, but I do want to mention something that I can't remember if we talked about. A bet that Brandon and I made that won't be over for five years, in which I bet that the Wolves would win more games over the next five years than Philadelphia would. Which is a long-term bet, and I forget what we actually bet. I think it was probably a case of beer. But I want to give a quick update on that. So far, in the first couple of weeks of that, uh, Minnesota now has three wins, and Philadelphia, with 11 games under their belt, has zero wins. Yes, that's They're true. Behind, Brandon is behind three to zero. It's, that's not... That's Someone actually... Someone that, Lynn. No, I'm good, Piper. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to dial him in. I'm trying to dial. Piper's trying to dial. I'm trying to dial Clarence. In. Yeah, my phone's on the other room and it's hooked up to the Googles and uh, hooked up to the Googles. I'm trying to dial Clarence in. We'll see what happens. Um, ah, but you know, uh, oh yeah, wait, I've got him. I've. We'll see what happens. Okay, um, we've got him. We've, we we've got, got him. him. We've got him. Is he there? Clarence, do we have you? Ladies and gentlemen, we've got him. <laughs> Let's go to line three. Clarence, Clarence, do we have you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clarence, Clarence. This lamb chop and boogers? Yeah, this is it. This is it. What can I do you for, Clarence? Well, long time, first time. Um, well, what's, uh, what's on your mind tonight, fellas? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Oh, we're just talking about butt stuff. Bee stuff. Well, that's that's right up my alley, if you know what I mean. Huh? <laughs> it's literally right up your alley. Not a metaphor at all there, sir. We just went around the horn and listed all the weird things we've had up our butt at one point or another. So it's on you, Clarence. Go. Well, are we talking uh, alive, non We went, right. We went with right. animal that's division. Okay, yeah, oh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God, that got Sorry. out of hand in a hurry. Brandon was really 
1972 Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> Mercury Morris was, you know, tough road to hoe there. But <laughs> firm but gentle. Made entirely out of cocaine. <laughs> of course. Uh, what have you guys been yelling at each other about? We yelled about the Vikings prediction, the Gophers, or Vikings and Packers, excuse me. Uh, we agreed that they're going to get their asses kicked. Um, yeah, sure. I ranted about a Phil Mackey column and uh, his uh, moral pandering and general naivete. Uh, sure. Fairly well received so far. I believe I, I can picture, without hearing you rant, I can picture the article that you're or the post that you're referring to. Sure. Yeah, he showed an alarming lack of uh, how legal issues work uh, in order to score <laughs> some easy points, which, uh, good for you, I think you scored them. Um, and he got to troll some people as well, so it's kind of like a cool two birds with one stone deal. Sure. Um, so we did that. Um, Brandon took whiny liberals to task. I did. No, he did not. I did, yeah. And Stu joined <laughs> in. And Stu joined and in. You, you can listen back. You can listen back. Okay. Felt wow. good. Yeah. I can't wait. Felt good. It felt right. It felt needed and deserved. That's what I think. Wow. Uh, and right now we are talking about uh, John and I um, and our five-year bet regarding the Wolves and the Sixers. Uh, who's going to win more games? No. What an odd bet, but okay. <laughs> so we. it was a very weird bet. Five-year bet. Yeah. What's the, that's... That's just not. It's uh, five years is too long. I mean, that's not. We're hopeful people. We we are we are not under the impression that we're going to still be uh, friends with or even in contact with you at that point. I know that you're going to be in your bunker uh, uh, underground, but we're we're hopeful that we'll still know each other and and uh, and uh, be able to see this thing th- see this thing through. So uh, we'll see what happens. But um so it's five years john i've been banking on losing the first two years and then making up on the following three years um and i'm only down three to nothing right now you uh you might be in a little bit of trouble these early leads are hard to overcome see once you're down it's just the associated press might be calling this race any day now oh yikes okay the exit polls are coming in strongly for me the 76ers have no basketball players on their team. No, they're basically just signing like extras out of movies. Well, <laughs> that's disgraceful, well, isn't it? I mean, isn't it? I know that you you're you say you love the 70s, but 76ers, but you're you have to be kind of embarrassed. Not kind of. You have to be entirely embarrassed. And a little Don't angry you? too. Well, I'm not embarrassed. I'm I'm not part of the organization. Can you imagine being an actual Philadelphia 76ers fan? Like a season ticket holder? <laughs> they don't exist. They're like physically not trying. I mean, they're not trying. They're it's disgraceful. It's uh, it's hard. To, it, it's a weird like social experiment to see how desperate fans are for. And we talk about this a lot too. Like, um, are you a fan to enjoy yourself and have a distraction and have a good time and see some fun, exciting, enjoyable, t- whatever? Or are you a fan nope. because you're only obsessed with the championship? Like, it's championship yep. or bust. If that's the case, you're fine with this because this is a go-for-broke sort of way to do it. Like, let's just get as many really, really, really good draft picks as we can. And if we have six of them, even if the odds are only 
like three or four of them pan out, that's still an amazing core to move it. forward with. But doesn't but it shouldn't sucks the to watch because there isn't there an, uh, some sort of standard you should be. Even they, an illusion that you're trying to win. They Should did. They a- they tried. The league stepped in, and um, I don't know if they the did. league stepped in, but the uh, the owners stepped in because they're not happy about it. Uh, it kind of makes them look a little little stupid, right? Um, and put a vote to a lottery uh, reform that where they wouldn't be able to. Um, it would just be like less odds that you're going to get a great pick, and it got voted wow. down. So it's like, what wow. are they going to do about it? The the majority of owners are fine with it because it's one team. And it has happened like once in 30 years. Was it one of those things like adding an amendment to the Constitution where they needed like 90% of the owners to agree in order, order to get it over? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's two-thirds. I, I don't know for sure. Like, oh, well, I, most of them saw that this was logical. No, this is like, a re- like reforming the Constitution. Like they had to have two-thirds, an overwhelming majority, in order, and it just didn't. They didn't get there. Yeah, and I think it's just one of those things where if this was happening a lot, something would happen. It's just happening with this team, and it's. I mean, I haven't been a, a diehard for that many years, so maybe this has happened before. I can't remember anybody ever this aggressively um, going after draft picks um, and not signing any free agents at all. I mean, it's so weird. He's got to step in and say, "No, you're not. You don't get a top ten pick." God, I'd love that. That'd be the greatest day of my life. Mm-hmm. No, you're not getting it. So you love Roger Goodell. Is that what you're saying? Just the most... The, I love Adam Silver. The biggest abuse of power on the planet is is what oh, you're into right I now. I like that. I like... <laughs> you like moral enough. justice. Right now, the guy... Right now, the guy who negotiated on behalf of the NFL Players Association is paging through the contract that he signed on behalf of the union. It's like, we didn't put that... We didn't let them have that, did we? <laughs> <Yeah>. ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. What? Here it is. Commissioner can rescind draft picks for any team for any reason. <laughs> for any reason whatsoever. Dang it! Why did <laughs> the right of prima nocta with my wife? <laughs> this is what? Jesus. <laughs> Why did I initial next to that? Fuck. <laughs> I signed this page, but this page is just a picture of Roger Goodell giving me the finger. Why did I sign that? <laughs> I remember any of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's. I'm excited to see how it works out because they do have a, a good future right now. But Jesus, when are they? I don't know when they're going to turn it on. Like, are they going to keep trading away? But they have to make a run for it. I'm hoping as soon as next year when Embiid is back and healthy and Noel and MCW and another draft pick. That's four of them. Let's go for it. I'm hoping this is the last season for this. And if it's more than that, I, I think you're going to get some up some uproar at that point because right now it's just like okay, well. This is almost done, hopefully. How many games, do you, Brandon, this question is solely directed to you because you're the only one who will have an opinion. How many games do you think Philadelphia will win this year? More or less than five? Actually, <laughs> nine should be the goal, right? Because the nine is the record. Yep. We'll just have by the 76ers in 1972, I believe. I thought that was the Mavericks in 1972. They weren't around in 1972, you dumb-dumb. <laughs> God, John, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> um, I think that they'll win 11 games. Really? I mean, well, 11 is one of the like, worst teams. 11. I think they're going to break the record. I think they're going to break their own record. I think five is maybe 
<clears throat> that sounds about right. You're gonna you're gonna have a night when Noel and MCW are just are shooting the lights out. You're gonna have nights where they catch a team on um, the back end of a uh, the second game of a back to back. I mean, you are just in general handed a few wins per season um, uh, for that reason. So I think that's that'll get them to at least they'll get seven or eight of those, and then hopefully they'll. I don't know. Pull out a few more. So take steps in and can, and fucking takes over like the Expos, like the Nationals. Just nope, we're in charge now. Hinky, fuck you. Stern did cum. that all the time, and you hated him just for it. Cum. Just kicked him right. That kicks him right out of the fucking like Nicaragua. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> gorillas coming out of the mountains. Fucking, like, I just like, did you just say gorillas just, coming out of the mountains? You know, on their chest, just the you know, with the fucking assault rifles down the 76ers doors and 76 like trying to shred documents and shit before the Sandinistas come in. Do they all live together? The 76ers? Fucking stockpiles of bonfire of documents. Flushing, flushing their drugs down the oh toilet and eating the plastic bags. Fire extinguisher, Silver's like trying to beat up. <laughs> Save the documents! They got Hanky, you watch your head, sir. Leading him in a police car. Pulled out of the window like Jerry Lundegaard in the hotel. Yeah, just a minute. Yeah, just hold on one minute there. <laughs> yeah, that, this uh, really took a turn, man. Jeez. We were having a really pleasant I conversation. I into Reagan era Central American foreign policy, but uh, I was enjoying. I was enjoying our conversation hard. about the butt stuff. Uh, well, he would. Um, <laughs> would and do. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Was there? We were actually right before you brought uh, Clarence in. We were going sort of to hockey, weren't we? We were going to get there. So uh, yeah. I think that we're done with our bet. That's our first check-in of many. We'll make sure that we talk about a lot because I'm sure the fans are... Pinky will not be with the organization in five years. That's it's not. It's, it's irrelevant. I still think that they have plenty of future. That's the whole point of the bet is that, oh, will his process work? He won't even be employed there anymore in three years. This will be his doing, though. It's like it's like Clarence. Remember this when we were younger, and like remember when like Clinton came on, and all of a sudden the economy got better, and we knew like that's just because like Reagan and Bush set the foundation for him to execute on it. You know, trolling me, you sob. That's that's the way I thought about it. Uh, we all know it's not Clinton. Fucking cigar. So the whole point shoving. of your bet. Was- how great Sam Hinkie is. In two years, he's going to be fired. Then the next guy will have one year to turn it around. Then in years four and five, they'll be like a juggernaut. You'll win the bet. The point is not Sam Hinkie. The point is that the players that he's drafted, I think, are pretty good. If Sam Hinkie would have taken all these draft picks and did what David Kahn did and, like, I'll take Johnny Flynn and I'll take Wes Anderson, I would have been like, fuck out of here. You're an idiot. But I think he, I think he had good draft picks. Not Wes Anderson, Wes Johnson. What did I say? He would have been around with Wes Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Santa would have at least gotten a couple good movies. Would have had something. Would have had something. Would have had something. Don't give the don't give the poll ads any ideas. This is what not. Is, this you is think directors with our draft picks? <laughs> yeah. 
Francis Ford Coppola is fucking running the offense. <laughs> Waving guys around third. <laughs> Coppola, there's nobody on base, man. <laughs> this is hard, man. Uh, um, right. Yeah, let's get into the wild. So it seemed like coming into the season, um, and you know, I asked you guys questions, and then I just sort of spaced out for a while in the wild because I don't care. But is there a coup going on like right now as we're doing this? Like, Stu is somebody's house. Stu is throwing his computer into the air and walking into different rooms <laughs> as he's he's got it like on his back and in his hood and in his hoodie, and he's just like walking around the house. Uh, he's like cleaning some, his gutters outside right now. It's like some crazy Robert Altman long take where Stu is <laughs> yeah. just walking all the way through his house 12 times. And it's riveting. Going by and I, got into a car and drove for a while. And that's why I said Wes Anderson because I'm watching Stu and his activities here and I just immediately <laughs> went to uh, auteurs. Uh, <laughs> You're still there? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stu's in the tub right now. He's drawing a bath. <laughs> We're on the sink, just staring at him, adding his bubbles and lighting his candles. Um, okay, so at the beginning of the season, it seemed like um, with the moves that were made and all that sort of stuff, the Wild could be like uh, anywhere from a four to six seed, right? Like hopeful. Um, mm-hmm. Season started out great. You guys were happy. And now it feel like everybody's angry and sad. Um, so I'm wondering if uh, you can recalibrate what I'm supposed to be thinking of this wild team now. Do we have a sense of who they are, or is it still are we are, are we still on the one out of 82, John? Um, we are wondering. We're wondering what Andrew Burnett, who theoretically is in charge of the Wild's power play, we're wondering what he's getting paid for, or whether he's watching the games, or whether he's still alive. I think I'd like to start with making sure he's still alive because otherwise, I, I'm, if he's dead, then this whole thing makes sense, and then we can move on from there. But at this point, with the way their power play is and with the way they keep trotting out that same tired unit to start out with, it's almost like like people who are watching sad movies just because they want the catharsis of the sadness. When I watch the wild power play, it's it's just designed to get me angry it's like it's like the fox news of hockey it's just designed (laughs) to make you angry about what's going on in the world right you're not there to feel good about yourself you want to be angry about something and you don't really care what it is so i'm just watching for the angry catharsis okay so i'm reading between the lines here and i think what you're saying is it's not going great John? What's that? John. Oh, John's talking, but no stuff. John just muted himself. Oh. (laughs) It's just like old times. I muted myself, guys. Good job, John. (laughs) I thought you were launching. It it looked like I was watching a made-for-TV movie when a guy launched into, like, 19 straight swear words, where I can see you talking in just silence, (laughs) which probably wasn't too far off. So 19 straight swear words is probably for... Probably fairly accurate. Right. Okay, so uh, it's not going well. That's what you're they, saying. They beat Winnipeg. They managed to do it while blowing a three-goal lead, which was something else. Which, looks like I said, everything that everything that we always knew about them was on display again. They got shaky goaltending. Their power play sucks. Everybody's got the mumps for some reason. I don't know how that's possible, but 
The whole team got the mumps. It's it's a weird year so far. It's it, it reminds me this. of last year's Wolves season where you had some expectations, and it's not that they're terrible, but it's just not quite. It just seems a little bit like blue balls ish. I I know we've said it before, but I don't think it's as bad as John believes it is. I think everything that's gone wrong are things that we already knew. And there are things that are going right that we didn't necessarily expect to go as well as they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit more optimistic than John is. Uh, the things that, that are the enigmatical ending that he spoke of, well, yeah, no shit. We knew that going in. Um, so just because we knew it, it makes it okay? Not at all. <laughs> no, but you, sh- you shouldn't be like, oh, man, I was expecting more. Well, oh, so it's no. an expectations deal. Okay, so are they? That's, as, are, that's my point. So they're they're about what you thought they would be in terms of wins and losses, quality, I, that sort of stuff. Yes, it, along with a few things that are going better than I expected. Okay, there are a few things going worse. I mean, Vanek, I don't think anybody expected to be this terrible. Um, you gotta, they gotta get that guy a therapist or something. Something is well, going on with him. A yeah, therapist. Okay. My point was he so, just crying on the ice or something? A therapist, physical he might. therapist, <laughs> something, some kind of occupational. <laughs> just teach him how to shoot again. <laughs> occupational. He's like third on the team in scoring. I mean, my point on Vanek, you're asking for more from Vanek. My point has been you leave and Vanek alone. Is screaming for more for Van, from Vanek. Everybody is screaming. It's yeah. kind of the easy target right now. And you know who loves it the most is Koivu. <laughs> Yeah. Koivu is having a fucking horrible season, and nobody is talking. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head, like, how the fuck does this guy get up? Yeah, how bad does Miko Koivu have to play before people start talking about him, so, other than to say, hey, he's good and you don't know about it? Here's so- my point on Koivu is, so Vanek is catching nothing but heat, right? Everybody's seen that. I'm not making that up. But Koivu has half as many points. He plays far more minutes. And he makes more money. So what What the fuck are we talking about here? Why is Vanek catching all the heat when Koivu... Shouldn't Koivu be catching more heat than Vanek? What you know, the hell am I missing here? I was just about to argue with you and say, you know what? I have heard Koivu getting, Koivu getting a ton of shit this year. And then I realized that the only two people that I follow that watch the wild are you two. So uh, <laughs> that's probably not accurate at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Russo and, and the main columnists and whoever are just not calling him out as sucking ass this year? Right. Not once or never. And that's fine. He does some good some things well. He does play defense well. He does face-offs well. And that's the point of Koivu's game. Is, well, he's not scoring as much because he takes so many face-offs in the defensive zone. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. He plays 20 minutes a fucking game. He yep. doesn't play the entire game down in the defensive zone. You can't just put that all on. Well, that's all they ask him to do. He's on the first line power play. For the first 90 seconds of every power play, he's standing there on the right wing boards. So don't tell me he doesn't have the same goddamn opportunities. He has more. Are you fucking crazy? Why isn't he catching more heat? I don't hate the guy, but all I'm asking for is for people to be whatever heat you you give on Vanek, give twice as much to Koivu because he deserves it. Now, is this KD Lang's fault, or is this just a thing that... I think... You know how much I like KD Lang. I, of course. I think he's the best 
beat writer in time said it over and over. But I do think there is groupthink involved with with Russo in that whatever he says, everything kind of like a wine, one of those wine pyramids at a yeah. wedding. Whatever yeah. he's at the top, and whatever is poured into him, it just trickles down in everybody else. <laughs> Whatever he says, people are kind of afraid to not watch the games for themselves and make up their own opinion and make up their own minds. They're kind of like, ah, shit, he didn't say it. So should I? Russo, like the Godfather, he watches or? the games a lot more. Uh, I don't. I'm not comfortable going. Fuck it. He's just another guy. Come up with your own opinion, even if they're fucking crazy. That's what I say. That's no, you do. Yeah. No shit. All the time, Brandon. I don't know if you know this. I'll I'd be goddamned. Never thought about it that way. Oh, Anyways. boy. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, I don't the, know. Uh, the bright side people, Brodziak, Carter, uh, even even Cook was playing well before before he got hurt. Hey, yep. you know who has more points than Miko? Who? Matt Cook. Matt Cook. Matt Cook. A quarter of the minutes. Like, well, literally, a quarter of the minutes got more points. He can stay right. That's the thing about Matt Cook. It's not easy to do. Merit's really easy. I'm doing fine. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that that's all we have for sports talk. Does anybody have any um, other rants uh, of any uh, interest? Get off your chest. Hmm. So now it's the open mic portion of the podcast. Yeah, no, we had, uh, I, I mentioned I, I mentioned my one dollar uh, um, sponsored slur. Yep, one dollar sponsor to call Clarence a name while he wasn't here. Yep, so I did that. Did that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's perfect. <laughs> we yep. should mention that Stu is going to be on the Gleeman and the Geek podcast on Friday yep. because he's a trader. Stings. God, it hurts so bad. You're, pro- you're saving yeah, all well. your material, aren't you? Yeah. You uh, let's see. You probably yeah, got some gold. The twins. I, yeah, I'm making not Eddie Guardado bullpen coach take until Friday. What kind of stuff do you do with them that you, that you don't do with us, Stu? Well, it's going to be at the uh, Summit uh, Beer Hall, which I haven't been to before, and I'm pretty excited to go there. Actually. You can you can do it to us at the Summit Beer Hall. You just never asked. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's on a Friday after work. I mean, you guys never want to do anything on a Friday after work. I mean, I'll oh, go. So I'll, I'll travel to the ends of the fault. world to to let you do it wherever you Listen, want. You've got you've got your kids in your life, and that's cool. I understand that. And John's don't turn it grades. around. Don't turn it around on us. We've been there for us. you from the get go, and you just you, you see the you the are. podcast download numbers, and you got stars in your eyes, and uh, we're never going to see you again. And you know, it's like, what about the little people? What about those of us who well, are going to be a, here next week, Brandon? Is it going to be me, or is it going to be you? I'll be there. I'll I'll be there. Yeah. Just, just remember that you step on the same people on your way down that you did on your way up, Stu. That's true. So we'll be here. It is true. We'll be here on your descent down. We'll just be waiting for you. Stu, I have a I have a question for you, Stu. You know, last Saturday when you had to spend fourteen hours sitting at the depot, who was there to come hang out with you on that night? Other than the tattooed waitresses. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, if you guys want to. You swing by. It'll be about five thirty at the Summit Beer Hall. Oh, and watch you yes. with watch you with those guys. I just get yes. the feeling that like loving you isn't the right thing to do. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> How great would it be if the three of us just showed up and sat at a table across the room? <laughs> just, that would be great. We bring a boombox with uh, Peter Gabriel in your eyes, yep. just like ten feet away. <laughs> What will be even funnier is that Parker and Dan will be on the other t- on the other side. <laughs> Selling drugs. Selling heroin like all of <laughs> Doing bumps off a mirror. Good callback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, I did not know you would be here. Whoops. Um, good. Well, that was a good open mic. Um <laughs> That's all we had to talk about is how much we missed you already. Yeah. Yeah. No, happy for you. Happy for you. Uh, just Dude, just when remember us. When we're not here, do you miss us? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interact with you guys every goddamn day. That's <laughs> true. Which I really do enjoy. I like you guys a lot. But I don't miss you because I talk to you guys every goddamn day. <laughs> That's a good point. You seem to love our insecurity more than anything. When we won't leave. <laughs> How exactly. can I miss you when you're always around? Correct. I feel like I've said that to a girlfriend in the past. What do you mean, miss you? Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, good. Well, we'll get to uh, um, the role of an offensive coordinator next week. Yes. We can, oh, table. we can table that. Yeah. My thesis is almost complete. Oh. Graphs, charts. You and Martin Luther. <laughs> go nail it to Clarence's door once I figure it out. <laughs> Eight hundred pages. I pointed the time to it was one exactly one hour and like thirty seconds where I completely broke down. No, I saw it. I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. Completely broke down. Lost my marbles. They just boop. Rolled all over the floor. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you, sir. I kept my cool the entire time. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite moment of maybe any sport of ever, which everybody else hated, but I loved, was. Oh, you, see, you got it all figured out then, huh? That was. So. Yeah. 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 Well, I enjoyed it. I feel good. I sleep like a baby. I don't know about you guys. I sleep like a baby at night. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Sorry. So is this the part where we talk about Major League Soccer expansion? Oh, Jesus. Okay, John. Oh, boy. I got a time. John, the... We're uh, we're out of time. I'm sorry, John. We couldn't get to you this week, but... We're we're heading to a commercial real quick, John. I'm really sorry. We're heading to a commercial. You You have 10 seconds. Can you tell us? Uh, let me ask you real quick. Are we going to get a team? I think so. I predicted it a long time ago. All right, thanks. That's the end of the sport. Thanks so much. (laughs) 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 Sorry, John. Seriously. Um, we're, you think that we're going to get an MLS team in what year? Uh, 2017. I predicted this already and I want to go back and get my prediction straight before I say anything more. Wade. Wade, where's Wade? Uh, say, talk to your freaking boss, dude. The cube next to you. Um, is this an expansion team or a relocated team? Expansion. Oh, okay, fantastic. So we're just going to dilute the product even more. God oh, damn great. it, MLS. Great. 
Klinsman. Ah. <laughs> It'll be like your Tuck Diskarud is going to be our marquee player. <laughs> oh God. Can okay. I have, can I, can I have, have your Tuck Diskarud be the name of the, the show, please? Your Tuck. How, how are we spelling your Tuck? Why? Any goddamn way you want to. Dum dum. Jesus, John, come on. We're recording this. Fuck. They should. Can pop? Yeah, like look up the alternate spelling. Clarence is in and out right now. Tildes. I'm pro Tilda and pro Umlaut. Um, I'm pro Umlaut is up there now. (laughs) That's that's also good. I I agree. Um, Okay, so Jonathan, we think that we're going to get one in 2017. There was some news on it uh, this week for regarding uh, pitching the whatever. Uh, Where will they be playing their games? Uh, they're going to build a new stadium. Jesus Christ! Oh, another new stadium. Yeah. Are we going to have to pay for it? Good lord! Um, I pay shit. This is why Clarence is going underground because he doesn't want his taxes Fuck affected me. by a for a MLS team. Clarence lives in Northfield. He's not going to have to pay anything. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, Where do you think I was? Where do you think I couldn't be here the first half? Working at my fucking seventh job to pay for your <laughs> You're cutting out a little bit, Clarence, which is really Clarence, sad because that sounded Clarence, like a really good hockey. That doesn't count as a job. You're not paid for that. Molding the future of, of uh, molding the future Koivus and Vanics of the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely. Down on a fourteen. <laughs> sorry, that's, just... that's fine. That's pretty. Good. I'm sorry. All right, is this going to be this boot- crazy bullshit farmers market boutique soccer stadium that you're talking about? Yes, that's what he means. Bilk the taxpayers like in Woodbury. Uh, all I know, I, I'm having a little trouble hearing Clarence. I don't know if you guys are in the same boat. I am. But I, I kind of like it because it just cuts in for like three word phrases and it's, then it cuts out again. I realize oh, it's the exact Delta way we should. On the donkey yeah. card. You're like, you're like going from stereo to mono, Clarence. It's like, you know, you're cutting it out It's actually bit. the perfect way to experience oh. Clarence because like <laughs> two thirds of it doesn't make yeah at all any sense. And it's usually just fuck and then... A bunch of mumbling, and then cocksucker, and then a bunch of mumbling, and then Klinsman. And then taxes. Fucking Klinsman, eat my... Well, you saw what what Marskai Klinsman did against Ireland yesterday. How'd they do? I I missed it, Stu. How'd they do? (laughs) Lost 4-1 to to Ireland. Worst, Worst loss in, like... 51 months. It's just, uh, huh. John, hey, what's John? his excuse? Hey, Injuries? How have they, they, uh, they done since the World Cup? I haven't you picked... guys know those games didn't count for anything, right? You guys are complaining about spring training games. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's, that's what people are taking off of work to go watch. That's what he wants you to think, John. Yeah. That's what he wants you to think. People take off work to go watch spring training games all the time. I always do. No, it's gone down to Fort Myers to watch spring training games and taken off work. Yeah, except that there are a ton of spring training games, and then there's a really long regular season, John. We don't have any other 
uh, cues to understand the future of this program. Brandon just nailed it. So we yeah. we yeah. need to take some account in here because he has. It's not like there's 50 other games to be played in the next few months, is there? No, there aren't. That was their last game of 2014. Jesus. So wow. that's that. So now he gets that's, the rest of the year off. That sour taste in my mouth now until like he fucking gets April. On vacation. Holy cow! Is he a U.S. representative? He's going back to wow. Germany to get more collateral to spread out to the kids back here in America. Then he gets a golf with Obama, I bet. Way to go, John. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> oh, that didn't make any sense, and I love it. That's about right. Or did it? Or, or did it? does it? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, shit, I'm still recording. You were right. We should have cut open mic night off a long time ago. Yeah, I'll edit, I'll edit this out in post. All right, that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, 82 was, I think we can all say, a, a, a resounding success. Our best I think so. podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. no, but Nobody snuck into delirium at all during this one. <laughs> yeah. So, at least relatively um, speaking. Major market radio stations, we're open for business. Uh, let us know uh, what sort of offers you may have. Um, we'll discuss and get back to you. We're here for you. Okay, I'll bye. I'll be in the week on Friday. Get out of here. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.